Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Pierre Luke. Support Switchcraft on my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 140 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by Audible. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Once you're there, you can sign up for a free book uh, narrated by fantastic voice actors, uh, uh, any genre that you want. There's thousands of them to choose from. If you stick with it, you get a new book every month. If not, any books that you've got are yours to keep. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible, and it directly supports the show. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and usually on Saturday whenever I can get around to it. Uh, unfortunately, this week, I'm not able to record a show on Saturday, but I've already recorded the show for Saturday. It will show up sometime, I think, around 11 a.m. on Saturday. That's U.S. Eastern time. And I was really lucky and got to talk with uh, the dev team from Super One More Jump. So you guys can look forward to uh, to listening to that. It's a really fun conversation. They're really interesting guys. Um if you do want to come to the live shows, make sure that you tune in at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, just like these fine people did. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf, uh, Vaxer is here, Aerslia, Marquito, uh, Mikey B playing, Nintendork 2012, Pudding, Res TV, TF Wagner, and of course, all the lurkers. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Let's uh, jump straight to email. I got an email from John. Um, last episode, I think it was, I was talking about uh, games that were um, on sale. And by the way, that sale ends today. So if you haven't picked them up yet, I don't know if they're still on sale or if it's a certain time today that they're done. But make sure that you... Um, Make sure you check and see if you can get any of these on sale. But one of the games that was on sale was NBA 2K18. And I I looked at the price differential for getting the Legendary Gold Pack. And I was very confused as to what the Legendary Gold Pack could have that the main game didn't. Well, John, uh, he says, yo, dude, yo, uh, we'll make it quick. I have NBA 2K18 regular. So that's the... The one that I think is like 30 bucks uh, right now. Uh, he went on to say, uh, what other, okay, what other more expensive one, okay, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what the other more expensive ones have is superstar cards and other benefits to the online fantasy team that in the one I have, you have to earn by playing games. It's crazy to pay that kind of money, especially if you buy every year. Me, I might buy a new one every few years because you could still play online, no problem. Well, thanks for clearing that up, John. Uh, I'm curious as to how those star cards uh, influence the 
the fantasy team stuff. And when you say that you have to earn those cards by playing games, do you like have a target card that you're looking for? Or do you get a loot box that might contain the cards that you want or not? I'm not sure. Uh, But thank you so much for clearing that up for me. It's interesting. $149 $149 is is quite a bit for a basketball game, for any game, really. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the other ways that you can get a hold of me. You can tweet at me at RunJumpStomp. You can use voicemail, 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And, of course, you can join the Discord. And uh, we've been talking all day and, and a bunch yesterday about uh, Nintendo's, uh, like, just... A, a whole bunch of announcements that they made uh, last night. Uh, so without further ado, let's talk about some of those announcements. My puppet body is ready. Well, Nintendo released its sell-through data for their software, um, and it's some pretty interesting stuff. Zelda sold through 6 million units, uh, which is actually really interesting because I expected Zelda to do much better than that. Not, not that 6 million units is bad, but... It's only about a 50% attach rate for Zelda. That really surprised me. And that, I guess that really goes to show you that, yeah, at the beginning, that was it. Uh, pretty much. There wasn't much else worth playing uh, at the be- at the very beginning, at, at least not that you would find in stores. Um, but to have only 50% of uh, an attach rate, roughly, is really low considering how wonderful that game is and what that really tells me is that the bundles that came out uh, much later for Super Mario Odyssey and for Splatoon uh, really really helped out and people are picking up it's like everyone said that the system seller is Zelda And that's the only system seller. And at the very beginning, that was true. But as time went on, uh, there were multiple system sellers. Uh, (laughs) This is really crazy. Are you guys ready for this? Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a remake of, uh, or not a remake, but basically a port of a Wii U version that did very well on the Wii U, sold 6.5 million copies. So more copies of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold than Zelda. Now, now you wouldn't normally think that that's a huge surprise because Mario Kart is almost always one of the best sellers on any Nintendo system. And we'll talk more about Mario Kart in a little bit. But to outsell Zelda when you're just a port of a game that people had just bought a couple years ago... That's pretty impressive. Um, the The big hitter here was Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, it had a sell-through of 7.5 million units, and it is the top-selling Nintendo Switch title, uh, in, in, and it had explosive sales since its release in October. So, I mean, Zelda had 10 months and sold 6 million units. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe had less time than that, sold 6.5 and then Mario Odyssey starting selling in uh at the end of October sold 7.5 million units so it's like they have less and less time each each time but the number of games that are purchased just keeps going up which is really impressive to me uh Splatoon 2 actually did m- lower than I thought it was going to do uh they they had a sell through of 4.5 million units and it's not that 
that that's bad by any means. It's just with these other numbers as high as they are, I thought that Splatoon 2 would do much better, especially because it's so popular in Japan. They did say that it surpassed the sell-through of the Wii U title Splatoon. So the 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 uh, Splatoon 1 uh, on the Wii U was wildly successful. And you have to remember that the Wii U sold 14.7 million units total in its four or five years or however many years it was on the market. And a console uh, on in 10 months... Uh, had a sell-through for Splatoon 2, the sequel, of 4.5 million units. That's pretty impressive. But when I look at Super Mario Odyssey, I just find that number surprisingly low. Uh, I would have thought that Splatoon would have been even higher than Mario Odyssey, especially because it had more time to to sell. Anyway, those are very interesting numbers. I'm not going to go through everything. Uh, You can check out the link in the show notes. Uh, one thing that Captain Logan pointed out in the Discord earlier is he said that ARMS outsold 1-2 Switch, which I, there's, on one hand, you, or I'm sorry, ARMS was outsold by 1-2 Switch is what I meant to say. Um, when I look at that, on one hand, I think, okay, well, that's that's a horrible shame because 1-2 Switch, which I haven't played, but by all accounts is pretty terrible. Uh, it's just not a very fun game, and it doesn't have any lasting appeal. Whereas Arms, I have played, and it is really, really great. I absolutely love playing Arms. In fact, I think it might be my favorite fighting game. Uh, even more, uh, I like it even more than Smash, uh, which is saying a lot because up until now, I think Smash was my favorite fighting game. But we'll talk about Smash in a little bit. Um, you got to remember that One Two Switch was a launch game for for the Switch, and because it's a long launch game, and there were very few launch games, a lot of people picked up One Two Switch. You also have to remember it's it's that casual style party game that Nintendo has been known for in the past, so it makes a lot of sense that a lot of people picked up that game. And then you you combine that with the fact that I feel like Arms was just misplaced. They, they had this fantastic game and it just didn't sell as well as it needed or as well as I think it should have, um, whether or not it's as well as it needed to is up to Nintendo, but it, it didn't sell as well as I think it should have because they had it come out between Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a juggernaut and Splatoon 2, another juggernaut and both of those are multiplayer focused games as well as arms is and yes there are games that focus to different parts of the online competitive community but i still feel like arms just kind of got the i don't know drew the short straw or something for when it came out i think if if arms had come out this year or maybe after splatoon 2 or you know maybe in december or something like that it would have done much better uh which is too bad because it's one of my favorite games. And, uh, well, it's, you know, since we're already talking about ARMS, let's just jump straight to the patch notes. Uh, ARMS 5.1 uh, patch notes are now out. Uh, this came out yesterday on the 31st. And, oh, here, here it is. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, um, the ARMS dev team has said uh, that this game is done with big patches, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing balance changes and things like that. Um, 
So what did they add to the game? They added a new gallery feature so you can look at the illustrations and stuff. Whatever, that's fine. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. They got to give you something to spend your coins on that you earn in the game after you unlock all the arms and stuff. Um, they added new badges again. That's cool, but you know, nothing that I really care about. Um, they have new additions to Party Crash. Uh, it says Arms Labs have manufactured the ultimate version of Headlock. It will appear only in Party Crash. I'm very interested to find out what that is. Um, then it says. Arms Lab have thought up some new bonus periods. Look out for them. No clue what that means. And then finally, it says, if a featured fighter is losing by more than 1,000 points in the current lobby, the bonus for using them will increase by 1.5 to 2 times, uh, 1.5 to 2 times as much. Uh, so in order to get more comebacks, because it's always bad when you see like the fighter that you pick is is uh, on the losing side. And it's better to have like a more of a back and forth thing. Uh, they also added a tournament mode. Uh, and this is a mode where all arms are unlocked. So you don't have to worry about what you have. Uh, but you can't earn anything when you're in tournament mode. I think it's good to have a tournament mode. It's it's something that the game honestly should have launched with. Um I don't know if tournament mode actually makes it easier to do like brackets and stuff. Uh, I, I haven't been able to launch the game because I've been at work. So um, if anybody knows, feel free to email me and let me know. I'll probably fire up the game sometime this weekend or maybe maybe next week because I got to go out, town, out of town this weekend. And I don't know if I'll have time. Uh, but those are the patch notes for ARMS, and those are the sales numbers uh, for this uh, last quarterly report from Nintendo. All in all, I think Nintendo did a great job, and uh, their, their investors are probably pretty happy. So without getting into too many details, because I don't want to waste too much time on it, there are currently rumors um, from Emily Rogers. She went over to Reset, uh, Resetera, uh, which is basically the website that took over after NeoGAF had their nonsense. Um, and she said that I'm expecting Smash Brothers to have a significant amount of new content, new stages, playable characters, possibly returning characters. We'll see some stages in the 3DS version recreated in HD. Um, then she said, I don't think Smash Brothers will be a straight, simple port. Uh, they will probably position this as the ultimate version of Smash Brothers. Anyway, we won't have to wait too long to hear about it. Uh, she she then said that you would probably we would probably hear about it sometime before uh, or by E3. You know, I it's a rumor. Nobody knows whether or not she's got an inside source is something that we'll just have to wonder and we'll find out when when time comes. But what I do want to say is that it's exactly what I would expect from Nintendo is to have this be the ultimate version of Smash. Because if you don't know, um, Smash 4... Uh, which was the one for the Wii U and 3DS, they did not share maps. I, they shared some maps, but uh, there were a few maps that were available on the 3DS that were not available on the Wii U, and there were a few maps that were available on the Wii U which were not available on the 3DS. And it would be really smart if Nintendo would take those and bring them together, add in some new characters, maybe some new skins, especially considering 
the way that Mario and Link have changed in this new uh, generation of Nintendo consoles. And it's not unprecedented for Nintendo to do something like this. I mean, if we look at what Nintendo's done already, we've seen these uh, games that were on the Wii U ported over to uh, the Switch. And I think the perfect example for this is Hyrule Warriors. Uh, Hyrule Warriors is basically a, a Muso game starring the cast of the Zelda series. And there were two versions of that game. There was a Wii U version and there was a 3DS version. And they had certain things that were only on the 3DS version and certain things that were only on the Wii U version. And now we're supposed to be getting, um, I don't remember when, I think it was in March. I could be wrong, but I think we're going to be getting in March uh, Hyrule Warriors, the definitive edition, which is supposed to have all of the content from... Uh, both the 3DS version and the Wii U version, plus some extra stuff like skins and things like that. So it makes perfect sense that we would expect uh, Smash to follow suit the same way. I don't feel like Emily Rogers is reaching too far when she says this. Now, the specifics that she got into that people are, I guess, that the specifics that she gets into that I put a little less credibility in. And it's nothing against her. It's just the fact that Nintendo's so secretive. I don't think that people... I don't think people outside Nintendo really, really know what's going on. Now, she has some some uh, pretty good track record for being able to make predictions about what Nintendo's doing or at least having some good information about what Nintendo's doing in the past. Uh, but the idea that we're going to hear about it before... E3, I'm very skeptical of that. That doesn't mean that I, I've been wrong so many times. I've been wrong about what I think Nintendo's going to do a million times. So, you know, I hope that she's right. I hope that Smash is this year's, you know, big, I hate to do it, but big Smash hit uh, of 2018. I think that it would be absolutely huge for the platform. And, um, you know what, that game, the way that Smash is designed, it's designed in a way where you could easily play that game with just one Joy-Con. It would play better with the two Joy-Cons or, of course, with the Pro Controller. And, you know, I know that there's the people out there that say GameCube Controller or Die. Well, I understand. You know what? That's fine. Um, but you could easily play this game with the with just one Joy-Con. I mean, it's no I don't think it would be much different than playing Smash on the 3DS, which a lot of people uh really liked. In fact, I think that the 3DS version of Smash is at least as good as the Wii U version. I think that they're both fantastic and I have them both. Now, what should we expect? We should expect that the game comes with every bit of DLC. Um I also want to see um, arms characters in Smash. I would like to see squidlings, squidlings, squid, squidits, squid, squid kids. I don't know what they're called. I forget the Splatoon kids in Smash, and I want to see the champions from Breath of the Wild. Uh, bring that together with all of the maps from the Wii U version as well as the 3DS version, and then add in new maps from Breath of the Wild, um, Super Mario Odyssey, Arms. 
uh, Fire Emblem, uh, not Fire Emblem, well, Fire Emblem Warriors, you know, all that stuff, bring in more of that stuff. And I know that there's a lot of people that are that, that would say, well, we don't want a port of Smash. Well, why, why would you not want a port of Smash? It is the best Smash that we've ever gotten. And if they made a new Smash, let's say it was... I don't know. We'll they'll just we'll just call it Smash Five. What is the difference between something that's called Smash Five and something that is a port of the Wii U version and 3DS version of Smash with more characters and more levels? Like I don't know what it is that you expect them to add to differentiate it from Smash Four. That's the question. Anyway, uh, what kind of stuff do you want to see in this uh, rumored Smash port? Let me know. Oh, no, Mario. We've got to do something. I got it. You help us find Donkey Kong, and we'll help you find Herman. Nintendo of America has tweeted yesterday, man, they tweeted a lot yesterday, uh, that Nintendo and Illumination are partnering for a movie starring Mario, co-produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, and Chris Melodandry, Melodandry, Melodandry. There we go. Uh, hopefully, I got that right. Um, a lot of people are a little unhappy about this, and I can understand why. In the past, we've seen some not so great stuff come out of Mario being on a screen. Uh, things like Captain Lou Albano saying, do the Mario, which I'll play at the end of this segment, and it'll drive some people crazy. Um, what else have we seen? We've seen the Mario Brothers movie starring um, John Leguizamo and, oh gosh, Bob Hoskins as Luigi and Mario, and um, that was a disaster. But you know what those things did not have that this one does? Shigeru Miyamoto. I feel like Nintendo gave up creative control on those movies. They allowed somebody else to work with their property and didn't give them enough oversight, uh, probably because the deal that they worked out didn't really... It didn't have the, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? It probably didn't have the clauses in the deal that would give Nintendo the oversight that they needed to stop those things from not being awesome. Uh, that being said, I, I, I secretly loved the Mario Brothers cartoons when I was a kid, even if even if they're not very good. Um, my one concern with uh, a Mario movie is I don't think that I want to hear Charles Martinet talk in the Mario voice for a 90-minute film. I think that that would be grating. Nothing against Charles Martinet. He does a great job on uh, voicing Mario and Luigi and Wario and Waluigi, um, and I'm sure others as well. But for me, as I play, when I play Mario games, for the most part, he is a silent protagonist. And that's the way I feel like he should stay. And having a silent protagonist in a movie doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out. But you know what? Even if it's bad, it doesn't take away the fact that Super Mario Odyssey is a fantastic game. So let's just give it a shot. And uh, maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be awesome. Hey, 
paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Well, like I said earlier, Nintendo had a lot of announcements yesterday. They also have finally told us that Nintendo Switch online service is coming in September of 2018. There was a typo, uh, I want to say a month ago, maybe where uh, it was rumored that the service was going to be delayed until 2019 because there was a typo on a page that Nintendo had updated. Um, but now they're they're officially telling us that it comes in September 2018. Real quick, uh, what is it that we get? All right, so let me explain what it is that you get. First off, it's $20 a year if you buy the whole year up front. If you have the three-month membership, that's $8 every three months, which... Then if you look at that, that's actually costing you more if you don't do the the twenty the twelve month membership. And if you do the monthly membership where you pay every month, that's four bucks a month. So you're really best off if you're going to subscribe to the uh to the online service to get the twenty dollar a year service. And and honestly, when you compare that to the cost of uh PSN or Xbox Live, it's it's like a third of the cost. So I think that that's definitely fair. Now, what do we get for our $20 a year? You get online gameplay. Like right now, if you've been playing ARMS online, if you've been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online, if you've been playing Splatoon 2 online, all of these uh, online features will go behind the paywall in September. So that's not a good thing. Uh, that's going to drive a lot of people or not drive a little people, a lot of people that's going to make a lot of people pretty angry, uh, when they've been playing online for so long. Like, I almost think that Nintendo would have been better served to every single month, have a pop-up on your screen that says, remember online play is free for now. And we will be charging later. Um, let's see. You also get access to the Nintendo Switch Online app, which is uh, a almost useless abomination. All right, I'm loading it up right now. It is absolutely just garbage right now. Really, really not useful at all. Uh, you tap on Splatoon and you can buy like gear or you can look at your last match. You can use voice chat using this, but it's much easier to use Discord, and uh, it would be better if Nintendo just had this built in to the Switch itself, but, you know, dead horse, and uh, here's me with the bat. Um, you also are going to get classic game selection, and it says product name is subject to change. So if you didn't remember, um, they're going to uh, give you... Uh, games every month. They're going to be classic games that have been reworked so that you can play them online. So one example that they gave in the past was uh, Dr. Mario. You'll be able to play Dr. Mario, the original NES version, online against other people, which is really cool. I like that they're doing that. It's not something that I expected them to do, but I think it's cool. Uh, you'll also get Nintendo eShop deals, whatever that means. And uh, those are the things that are exclusive to people who subscribe to uh, Nintendo Switch online. So I know that I'm going to get it uh, for $20 a year. I really think that it's uh, it, it's a good deal. Uh, I would expect that it's going to cause Nintendo a whole lot of PR, uh, bad PR when it comes out, unless they do something really, really smart, like move the voice chat 
into the switch instead of having it be on the app you know things like that will will cause them to to garner a lot of goodwill from gamers and it's not something that i expect them to do of all the announcements that nintendo made yesterday the one that i did not expect is this one it's <laughs> they tweeted out the checkered flag has been raised and the finish line is near a new mobile application is now in development mario kart tour releasing in the fiscal year ending in march 2019 so it's going to be this fiscal year that doesn't mean that it comes out in 2019 this fiscal year ends in 2019 so it's sometime in this fiscal year it could be tomorrow for all we know probably not um, but the, i'm sure that they will drop that game as soon as it's ready now of all of the things that i didn't expect it was definitely this but the more i think about it the more it makes sense um if if you there's a lot of people who play mario kart 8 deluxe with tilt controls and our phones have tilt built in they have tilt controls built in there's a lot of racing games on on my phone or not on my phone but that i can get for my phone that use tilt controls in order to steer so it makes a lot of sense for mario kart to um to be on your phone now the one thing that I mean, okay, actually, let's think about this. The more I think about this, the more sense it makes. In Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you can set it to hold down the gas for you. So you don't have to hold down the gas button the whole time. You just have to worry about braking. You can have tilt controls. Um, I think those two things make playing with a single Joy-Con in tilt mode very, very similar to playing on a phone. Now... What if they take Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and they let you play this game, <laughs> play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online against people who are playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on their Switch? That would be pretty crazy. That would be really crazy. I don't know if I think they'll do that. I think that they'll probably have two separate communities. Um, but that would be insane. Uh, Vaxer in chat has a very good point. Says bye bye battery life. Uh, Res TV says I'm sure it'll be an auto running app like the Sonic one. I don't know. I think that I think it'll be a Mario Kart game, like a real Mario Kart game. I think we. I mean, we already have an auto running game. Um, there's a Sonic uh, Sonic Racing game on iOS that I don't know if it's on Android as well. But it's on iOS and it's also on uh, Wii U. And um, I can't remember what the, what the name of that game is, but I know that my son really liked it on, on his iPad. Uh, so this is a really big surprise, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Now, just because I think it makes sense doesn't mean that I'm interested in playing that way. I don't like tilt controls for playing Mario Kart, but there's a lot of people that do. And the more... The more that people can get exposed to uh, Mario Mario Kart, the more people are going to be interested in picking up the real, you know, the big boy version on the Switch, um, if that makes sense. I guess the one question that I that I have to ask here is what type of monetization structure will they use for Mario Kart Tour? 
is it going to be a game where you um where you buy the whole game like you did with Super Mario Run and everything is is free then or is it going to be a game where and rather than that you play for free and you I don't know maybe you have to watch ads between races or something like that I Maybe you have to unlock... They already kind of have a loot box mechanic built into uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. After every race, you earn enough gold coins, you will unlock a random item that you can then use. Is it that they're going to be... uh, (laughs) Are you going to pay for gold coins like real money? Get get 700 gold coins for a dollar. And that would not be... I, I would not like that the pay to unlock carts uh, unless you could easily do the same thing by playing the game. Like I play through the game, uh, unlocking the car parts slowly, uh, the way that I did when it came out. And I, that, you know, it didn't bother me if somebody had something that I didn't. Although the other day I was playing, I was racing and we were on discord and we were chatting and uh, somebody was mad because I had the paper glider and they really wanted the paper glider. Um, and, I, you know, it was just RNG. But if you could just straight up and pay for that, that would be, I don't know, that might drive some people away. But it also would make Nintendo a whole lot of money. And uh, I'm very interested to see what is the monetization structure that they use. If they, if they go with a, a, the same structure that they did for Super Mario Run... Uh, I think that that's best for consumers, um, but they'll get a lot of bad reviews because they put out the demo for free, and then there was a DLC that you had to pay to. Uh, it was an in-app purchase in order to um, unlock the whole game, and people who didn't want to spend money for a game because they don't put any value in in the art form. Uh, they they complained a lot and they gave it one star reviews and that really hurt uh, Super Mario Run's bottom line. Whereas if they go with the gotcha model, like uh, we'll say Fire Emblem Heroes did, um, they made tons of money and got great reviews, even though I personally feel like I would have rather just if if I would have rather just paid ten dollars for Fire Emblem Heroes than get it for free and then be nickeled and dimed later. So it, it's really weird that, that you know, you bite the hand that feeds you. When, if, when Nintendo goes and, and does a good monetization structure, uh, like in Super Mario Run, everybody complains about it. Uh, but then when they go and they do the, the thing, like it's, it's just like what EA did with Star Wars Battlefront. And a lot of people like were super upset about that. Um, that's the kind of thing that is very, very common on mobile. So I hope that Nintendo goes with go, doesn't go with that that model. It, it's just going to be bad if they do. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know in one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do so, both free and ways that that uh, are monetary uh, support. Uh, the free ones I'll go over real quick. Share the show with a friend. Review us on iTunes. And of course, uh, make sure you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support and use my Amazon affiliate link when you buy stuff from Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And then they send me money. I don't understand how it works. 
It's like some weird voodoo magic, but I'm happy because it does work. Uh, thank you to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of your music here on the show. I th- I'm, I'm thinking about trying to find some some other music to change stuff, ch- change things up. Uh, you guys let me know what you think if I should uh, change up the music or keep it exactly the way it's been for the last few months. I, you know, I'm never somebody who likes to keep things the same all the time. I always like to change things. So anyway, thanks for hanging out with me while I talk about this. Thank you to the chat for coming here for the live show. Again, just a reminder, uh, no live show on Saturday because I'm going out of town, but I did pre-record an interview with the uh, developers of Super One More Jump, uh, and that show will come out on Saturday just like it normally does. It just won't be a live show. So the next time that I'm recording is on Tuesday. Hopefully no no awesome and crazy things happen uh, this weekend because I won't be able to record. Uh, anyway, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. Thank you.